0: Welcome to the Walk a Mile in My Shoes podcast. My name's Chris Young, and it's my aim, hope, goal to enable you to get a real feel for what it's like to walk a mile in the shoes of my guests. Sorry about the lack of jaunty music. I'm not feeling particularly jaunty just now. Sorry, too, about the prolonged absence. I've been trying to get my world in order following some pretty life-changing therapy. But I'm not here to talk about me. In this episode, I speak with Simeon Wakeley, a man with spina bifida who has recently felt the cold hard slap of apathy, indifference, prejudice at the hands of the Department of Work and Pensions, the government department who administer universal credit. This is triggering throughout so if you don't want to hear Simeon's distress you should stop listening now. He got in touch with me yesterday explaining how he felt suicidal following the inhumane treatment he's received at their hands. I'm fucking furious. For those of you who talk about the rise of poverty in the UK in terms of absolute and relative poverty, for those of you who think abject poverty is a thing of the Dickensian past, think again. Simeon recently had his benefits stopped for the heinous crime of changing his bank account and being admitted to hospital. He missed a meeting with the job centre because he was in hospital having major surgery. He'd informed them at every stage of the process, but they responded by stopping his benefits and telling him that the next available meeting at the job centre is a week away. The DWP didn't tell him his benefits had stopped. You'll hear more about this in our conversation. He found out from his landlord and when BT cut off his landline and broadband. But even more shockingly, he found out when his gas supplier, E.ON, cut off his fuel for his heating on this the coldest week of the winter so far. His electricity company, SSE, are threatening to cut off his electricity as we speak. So much for compassionate capitalism, conservativism. At the moment, he's relying on friends for money and his support worker for food. Devastated though he is, Simeon was still able to throw down the gauntlet to any MP who would be willing to survive on universal credit for a month. Or a year. I guess many will have an understanding of how cumulative wealth can have a positive effect on their lives. But what about the cumulative effect of poverty? Would they, as Therese Coffey, the Secretary of State for Work and Pensions, uh, sang when she removed £20 a week from people on Universal Credit, would they be having the time of their lives? I don't think so. Would your MP do it? Make no mistake, even though this system is rotten to the core, these are actual people causing untold damage and trauma to a man whose only crime was to believe he could live independently. <clears throat> so, welcome to the podcast, uh, Simeon. Uh, how are you? me? Doing good. How are you? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing splendidly. It's been a it's been a long time since I've uh, I've picked up the microphone. So. Um, yeah. Actually, you can tell this has been a while since I picked up the microphone, owing to the fact that I'm not actually wearing the microphone. So, uh, um, yeah, I'm, that's a good start. I'm pro- I'm professional. I know what I'm doing. There we are. <laughs> I was thinking. I was thinking my levels are low, and now they're <laughs> high. Uh, so I just turn me down a bit, and yeah, we don't just throw this show together. Uh, so <clears throat> before, <It's>
1: good. I, <laughs> you
0: gonna, have you got a ring light? I have. Yeah, I oh. Yeah, it's almost nice. like a halo yeah
1: i love it i need to get i need to get one i need to get one of these
0: they're fantastic they're fantastic um yeah it, it makes it look as if you're not sort of sitting in a cave <laughs> Yeah, that's always good so um so uh you you we started speaking about this the the other day and essentially what we're going to talk about and you can tell me if i'm completely wrong and and I. Uh, I understand you you've made bullet points and everything uh in preparation for today's conversation uh and yeah. we're, we're going to talk about uh that incredibly generous system uh provided by the Department of Work and Pensions called universal credit yes um, do you want to tell us a little bit about your your ex- your recent experience and <clears throat> i think uh actually first of all let's get a little bit of history for for people who don't know you let's tell tell people who you are
1: so um i'm sorry if i'm repeating myself from the uh from our very first podcast um but uh i was born with a condition called spine lifter which basically means i'm a wheelchair user um so i've got a physical disability i've My very first wheelchair I got when I was four years old. And um, so I've never been able to walk. Um, i now 25 um, and I have recently, I say recently, um, two years ago, I managed to get my own flat i recently moved in yeah. to that flat um so you got the flat about two is...
0: years ago and you moved in about a year ago because that
1: under a year it was okay. March, it was january 31st
0: bloody hell of this so, year. About, yeah 10 months ago yeah
1: yeah so i'm coming up to the year, first one year anniversary which is absolutely scary and somehow i still haven't um got any food poisoning yet.
0: <laughs> uh touch wood. No, you um, you haven't lived alone properly until you've uh, poisoned yourself. Um
1: Exactly. I'm
0: just I'm just
1: waiting for the day. Um so yeah um yeah so I I live in an adapted flat obviously so I, my kitchen and my bathroom is adapted for me um i'm on a pip which is which,
0: per- personal independence payment for uh those people who don't know about it yeah which,
1: uh, which can be mistaken
0: for uh, which can be mistaken
1: um by many as a benefit that you get if you're on a low income that is complete and utter bullshit.
0: It is. It's. It's not a means-tested benefit. You're right.
1: Um, except the and the reason why I say people get mixed up and get confused. No wonder they get confused when the leader of the House of Commons goes and says to a to a guy in the streets with cerebral palsy that it is means-tested.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay, but so we were talking about you, and so you're you're living in your own place. you you moved into it uh, ten months yeah. ago, and uh, it's all been going swimmingly and uh, so you get your personal independence payment and you get universal credit, which is an incredibly generous amount of money and the 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 twenty pounds extra they gave you uh a week was obviously far too much and uh you' you're you're glad they've taken that uh, off you
1: they took it off me um and yeah they took it off me just as i turned twenty five that's nice
0: that's nice that's, that's, because a, that's a present isn't it it's a birthday present it's a birthday present
1: and you're meant to Correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're 25, you're meant to get more universal credit. Well,
0: you, and yet, you're I absolutely seem to right. Be, yes. Yeah.
1: Not, not only was I £80 a month less off, well off, but I was even more because I turned 25.
0: Fantastic. By which I mean, um, yeah.
1: Yes. So that was uh, that was September this year um and for those who are not aware of the current situation when they when that 20 pound a week cap finished the sick and I know I we only started about five minutes and I'm already getting political but the um the the minister of for uh, recommendations, Teresa, what's-her-face, sang and coffee the karaoke. A Coffee, yeah. Coffee, yeah. I sang I'm having a time of my life and yeah. a karaoke the same evening that millions of people were getting cut 80 pounds yeah. a month.
0: Yeah, tact didn't really come into it, did it? I think
1: I haven't had an apology yet.
0: No, and and we won't because there's one thing that our uh, politicians aren't very good at is is apologising. So already your things got a lot tighter for you at home because you're getting eighty pounds a month less. Um, yep. But then you got some great news you got some great news about an operation. Do you want to speak a bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um,
1: So um, just to give you some background about last year, um, I was on bed rest from March 23rd till December the 19th. And when I say bed rest, I literally mean 24 7 bed rest just um, lying in bed because of a pressure sore that i had on my leg
0: here. don't give us that typical bloody benefit claimant in bed 24 hours a day I know. absolutely shocking
1: i know i know i i was a I was a typical disabled person like that right, there.
0: right. Um, so there you are you, you so you you've you, because because of a pressure so what, what 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 caused the pressure so
1: um there's a very complicated and, <laughs> um, answer to that, which I won't go into, but it was basically seating.
0: Okay. The,
1: uh, the wrong seating um, in my chair. Right, Um right. The complicated mm-hmm. answer is um, that I was given the wrong seating on purpose by somebody.
0: So on purpose, it wasn't a malicious attack on you. It was It was money saving, yeah.
1: Um, I declined to answer that. Okay. Okay. Um, I'll tell you off air. Um, I'll tell you off when we stop recording. Um, but yeah, I was given the wrong seating. Um, and, um, because I can't walk. Obviously I was in my wheelchair pretty much all day, every day. going and doing my normal work and meetings, going into town a lot, pretty much every day, carrying on with my normal life. Um, But because I was sat on the wrong seat, and when I say the wrong seat, all I mean is a foam cushion. It wasn't air cushion. It was nothing like pressure-leaving cushion, which I need. Um, It was just a normal foam cushion. Um, And over time, friction, pressure, whatever you want to call it.
0: So you you develop a sore and because of your spina bifida, you you don't feel that sore evolving?
1: No. Um, And it went from a graze, a very, very minor graze to um, the same size as the palm of my hand. Okay. Um, And deep enough to be able to see the bone. Um, So that was December 2019. Um, um, I stupidly, I made two major mistakes during that time. Yeah. Um, And... I regret one of those things. Um, I was invited to go and watch the count at the twenty nineteen general election in Bath. Right. I mean, that's a, that's a um, thr-
0: thrilling spectacle for any of us.
1: I and I and I tell you the reason why I know it was a mistake. One, because that was the turning point because I was in my wheelchair for 11 hours straight. Right, okay. With the wrong seat.
0: So um, it just made things which worse. Which
1: made it even worse. Um, and the second reason why it was a complete and utter mistake was because I then had to watch um, my previous local mp because i've now moved i get a new local mp um i had to watch him make a speech which was not the most thrilling speech i've ever heard um didn't inspire me um and we all know what, what what that turnout was um
0: we don't tell us
1: Major majority for not just my previous local MP, but
0: all right. Sorry, I was just talking about your yeah, local MP. So it no,
1: um... local MP. Well, yeah, he got a he got a major. Okay, he got a, he he got a bigger majority. Right. Um, by
0: and he's conservative.
1: He's not just a conservative. Uh, he's just not a conservative MP. He's in the cabinet. He's He's the leader of the House of Commons.
0: Jacob Rees Mogg. Jacob Rees-Mogg. Yeah. So okay, so you, you you went to this uh you listened to the speech, you watched the count, yeah. um your pressure sore got, got worse. So
1: <clears throat> it got worse. So in March to March last year, a week before the twenty-third, um i went into hospital um which was not planned um because we all know the nhs were probably stretched at that point um and i had a type of dressing um that only could be used in hospital right okay um And so I went into hospital. Um, I went on the ward, stayed in the hospital for about a week, week and a half, I think. Um, And I it really shocked and Uh opened my eyes at how stretched the nurses are okay um i saw i'll never forget this we had a letter come round to each bed saying that they're cutting the visitors time okay from just the afternoon to one hour. And only one visitor at a time. Um, Now, I remember the nurse came over and talked to me about it. And she broke down in tears. She was emotionally and physically drained.
0: Yeah, just spent.
1: She hated having to tell patients that they couldn't see their relatives. Imagine having to go around and telling patients who who were stuck on a ward, that they're not, not able to see their family. And that they are and some of them might not have even got out of the hospital
0: yeah
1: yeah because of because of their illness because of their age you know and being told that you can't see your family and friends and is just like and i never Thought I'd never see the NHS and the staff like that. No. I I I I I never thought I'd ever see the NHS stretched like they were when they first. No. When we first went into lockdown, um, so yeah, so. I then came out of hospital and uh, was on bed rest uh, okay. from the 23rd. I came out of hospital on the 23rd, which was the day that we all went into lockdown. And it felt like a ghost town when I first came out.
0: Sure. There, the, nobody walking the, ever, anywhere. The, the, the thing we want to focus on here, though, <clears throat> is the operation that you were offered Um, yeah yeah, sorry so the operation
1: so the operation sorry um was because of bed rest my legs got um uh got my knees got locked at 90 degrees so about six months ago i went and saw a consultant um and they wanted to do an operation to detect to cut the tendons in the back of my legs um and they said because of COVID, because of everything that's gone on, I uh have to wait probably until March next year at the very earliest. Sure. Um and then this was this was five weeks ago. Chris.
0: Okay. Yeah, so very recent stuff.
1: This is five weeks ago that I was told that it would be March at yeah. the very earliest.
0: So did that feel did that feel good did that feel like well that's you know i've got plenty of time to build up to that it's it's, it's yeah it's a big surgery they're gonna yeah. it's a uh, it's... general anesthetic it's all that kind of stuff
1: yeah i was like okay <clears throat> I, I, mentally i can get i can get all the care plans sorted Evans. Sure. i get a phone call a week later not in fact under a week later saying Hi, um, could you come in to have a on the sixteenth of November to have a pre-op appointment? And I go, yeah, but is is that a bit too early? Because I might be fit enough now, but when I have the operation in March, wouldn't yeah. it? It could be completely different. And she goes, well, we've had a cancellation. Um, would you be able to come in on the Tuesday following and have the operation? I'm like,
0: so in a week.
1: Yeah, and I'm like, okay. what is that? Yes, it would a so the 16th was the Friday, and the 20th was the Tuesday, and I had on the. Tw- Did I have it? No, no.
0: Sixteenth 16th was was sixteenth Tuesday. So. Very soon after.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very soon after. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> okay. Um I'm trying to my, my mind's gone so blank since don't, worry. don't um, worry. So then Tuesday I went in, had the operation. Um wait I had to get there for eleven eleven thirty on Tuesday morning. And I came out when I went in to theatre at 4 30. Came out at seven, went onto the ward um, about 7.30. Um, there was a little bit of confusion on to what ward I was going to go on. Um, and then I had observations throughout the night, all of that. Um, and then on the Wednesday last week, i was discharged at 9am <clears throat> and came home with no care plan um and i was able to stay in my wheelchair so i've been in my wheelchair this whole week um with the correct cushion i must stress that
0: um so were you discharged with the correct cushion or did you have to buy the correct cushion or how did you get i cushion?
1: i had the correct cushion i've had the correct cushion so when I got in, went into hospital last year, um to services uh, found out that I didn't have the correct cushion, so he sent me the correct cushion right. um, when yeah, uh, when when and I came out of the hospital, so I've had the so I've had the correct air cushion for about just just over a year and a half right. now, right. which is fantastic um and touchwood. I've not had a pressure sore. Fabulous. I've had I've had the the the, the previous pressure sore. Uh, the the tip, the skin has broken right. a couple of times, but that is to be expected whilst the skin heals completely. Okay. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Um, so yeah. So yes, I went into hospital last week. Came out Wednesday, recovering. Oh, the rest of the last week. And um, pretty much this week, and went in, and then played wheelchair basketball last night.
0: So, that, I mean that's fantastic. But you, 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 mm. you, you, alluded to the fact that you didn't get uh, a care plan. Um, was that how? How did that feel? Was that was that a bad thing, or did, did that fit in with what you expected? Or
1: um, I think the care plan was. If I was in plastic cast, but because I wasn't in plastic cast, um, because I was able to still, because I was able to transit, transition from my chair into my, or from my bed into my chair, sure. um, from my armchair into my chair, because I could cook, because I can do normal stuff, they didn't really need to have a care plan. All right. um, and To be honest and and there's no disrespect to social services social services as a whole but i didn't really want to care plan
0: on them you didn't so we we'll we'll come back to them um because i am i'm permanently amazed at the the lack of service you've had but going going Mm -hmm. back so While this is all going on, um, you had to change your bank account for your Universal Credit. Can you tell us about that?
1: So, because DWP decided that it would be the best idea to uh, cut benefits of £80 a month, my account, you have to have a minimum going in each month, so I had to have a minimum. I think it was, a thousand
0: pounds a month. So that would be um, your 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 PIP PIP and and housing was benefit. It. Was that including your housing benefit? Did that go? Through? No, because my
1: housing benefits goes straight to my landlord, oh, so I don't actually see it. All right. Um, which is really odd, but um, that's another story for another day. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I am. Um, so because so my PIP and my universal credit would have added up to a thousand, roughly a 1,000. All right. Um, but because yeah. my universal credit was being cut by 80 pounds, actually it was more than that, but we'll yeah, just yeah. stay 80 okay. pounds for now. Yeah. Um, I was below the amount that was meant to go into my account That's each right month. Hand. Okay so i then had to change account bank accounts um now i was planning on changing my bank anyway because of ethos and my values and kind of um yeah my views on a few things um okay so i was going to plan anything um but because of my benefits, I knew how complicated it could be changing accounts yeah.
0: uh,
1: for my benefits. So I did my, I did my research, what well, I thought I did. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought I did. Um, I went on to, so when you get universal credit, you have a journal. Um,
0: a journal sounds um, like such a friendly thing. It sounds like, uh, I don't know, it sounds like an online diary. Is, is that what it looks like?
1: In a way yes but it's I think with this whole issue with Universal Credit they want to make it all look very nice and very like very positive right? Um, but it's not until you actually really think about it that you realise that they're screwing you over.
0: It's a, um, it's a, a, an instrument of control.
1: It, it's 100% control. Okay. Um, they're controlling my life.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and and this is the reason. Uh, so I'll go into the journal. Um, and when you, so you log in, so you've got your username, your password. Yes. And what they've also done now is they've included a third security um which so, is sending you a text with the code
0: so it's super super secure
1: very secure it's which i get and i'm and that and i and i have no issues with that
0: yeah yeah
1: um because it's your information your, yeah. your it's your data you need it to be secure so i have no problems with that it's, you go into the journal and then you you you've got a few different buttons you can press, you can say add a comment to the journal, talk to your work coach, um, change your circumstances. Right. Um, so I click on that um, and it goes change your bank details.
0: Okay.
1: Cool. Oh, fantastic. That's for me. Easy.
0: This is how easy is this? This
1: is going to be two minutes. I get my bank card, my new bank card. Um, I put in the details details, press save. Mind you, I've already done the three bits of security. Yes, yes. I need to do: username, password, and text code. And that was it. Said, press done, and goes complete. And that was all. Okay. I log off the journal. Uh, this was a week before going into hospital.
0: Okay.
1: I thought nothing of it. Of course. I had no notifications. No tech. The the only notification I had was you have completed the changing the bank details section of your journal. Right.
0: So I've complete. Remember that I you have completed. Yep. It sounds like you've completed it. Done. Nothing else. It's done. It's what's the word? It's complete. Exactly. Okay.
1: I then, um, I get um, universal credit on the 11th of each month. On the 11th of November, um, no universal credit came through.
0: Right.
1: Now, usually I wake up and I find universal credit in my account. Yeah, yeah. Um i completed um each month i've got to complete a budget report to say how much have i earned this month okay and usually it's zero 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 okay um and so i did that on time um because if you don't do it on time you don't get you if you don't do that on time you don't get benefits you didn't get university credit on time okay um so i made sure i did it on time um and i actually did it when i changed my um bank details um and then um i thought "Ah, wait what's why is it not
0: why haven't you got any money got no got
1: no money um went on my journal, nothing. No notifications, nothing.
0: So no information saying we have stopped your benefits because? No. Okay.
1: Nothing. Um, I go great. I thought, well, I can't deal with this now. I've got an operation to deal with. Sure, I need sure. to do that. I go in. Um and because of COVID at the moment you have to self isolate for three day three days. Prior to your operation yeah so i go in from a pre-op appointment on the on the friday um and then go straight into self-isolation i get a notification on the friday saying that i have to be that i have to go into the job center on the monday to confirm my bank details for them to give me my universal credit.
0: So the bank details that you'd given them on an encrypted service uh, which is very secure they want to physically see that in person which negates any reason for having an online service.
1: Not only that Chris they want not only do they want to see my bank details but they want to see a letter with my address on to prove that I am Simeon Wakeley right? Going with my bank card.
0: Wow. I mean,
1: that's, so I, even I, I, though I've done yeah, even though I've done all of the online stuff, and even if I go in just with my bank card, that won't be enough.
0: So you need a a letter with the utility bill on it or something like that. But so many people do their stuff online now, so utility bills are becoming a thing in the past.
1: I don't have a utility.
0: All right. So
1: so that was on so I then pho- I phoned. Um I I said in my I went and typed on the journal and said, Look, I'm self isolating. I can't make that appointment. Yeah. Um and I said the reason why
0: yeah
1: no reply except for notifications saying you have missed your universal credit appointment
0: fucking hell i don't know it sounds he, it sounds very 1984 you know it, it it sounds terrifying
1: so i've missed my universal credit appointment I then get invited, you will not get paid your universal credit until you have attended your appointment.
0: Right.
1: So I then had to go another an operation. I come out and I thought, right, I need to sort this out. Of course. So I go back on the journal, I, I find the number, they say, please book your appointment now using this number. Now it's not uh, so for so for Bath, the area the area code is O one two two five. This was not an O one two two five number. This was a free O three hundred number. Okay. So it would have been an office what
0: in London? It wasn't. A, think? It wasn't a local service, so it no. had no idea about your local needs.
1: Um, so I phoned them up. I was on hold for God knows how many minutes it felt it felt like two days probably yeah,
0: yeah
1: probably a half an hour um do i believe it was free call i've no idea i hope so but you never know Wait till um, you see your
0: phone bill,
1: eh? exactly um and then i get hold of this lady um not remember her name don't really care um and i said I'm really sorry but I missed my appointment because I was in hospital I was having a major operation um
0: you also told them that you were in, going to be in hospital
1: you, I, yep I also said yeah. I put in my journal that I was going to be in hospital that I was self-isolating and she goes like we're not going to be paying you until you you've had your appointment right. yeah I understand that I've just told you the reasons for missing my appointment I think they're valid reasons yeah yeah but they're reasons
0: um and she she, like, she didn't Why? go she didn't go, oh gosh, what a silly mistake we made''ll we'll, we'll, we'll pay, back pay you immediately very sorry about the inconvenience no what
1: what uh, what dreamland are you <laughs> are you i don't know I, just <laughs> say,
0: I mean if you if you imagine a human being in in that in those circumstances thinking, oh God, yeah, we we've we've fallen short of, of of good customer service here. Let's let's rectify that. But instead she's doubled down and said you won't get any money until you you're in on you 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 arrange a meeting.
1: Yeah. So I've got to go in months so and the earliest it gets even worse. So I've been that was on the month that was Monday this week. The earliest is Monday next week,
0: so you have to work a whole week with with yeah. no money.
1: With no money at all. So in my account now, I've got minus two hundred and fifty five pounds.
0: Wow! So, I'm you. You're telling me about your phone bill. You're telling me about your landlords. What what happened with them?
1: Um, So my landlord phoned me saying, we've not received your rent. And I go, yeah, I'm really sorry. I explained the reason. And they were like, yikes, you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm just recovering at home. And they were like, leave it. Don't you dare, don't deal with it now. Leave it. Just pay it when you can. It's absolutely fine. We We will not hassle you again about this wow please just e just email us when you can giving us an
0: update fabulous that's that's great well that's the response you want isn't it
1: it's my on my landlord is phenomenal honestly it might be a a business it might be a company but on my days like they are the best um
0: one of the things you said I to me I was the same Yeah. One of the things you said to me was that you, you hadn't fully appreciated that they weren't paying you until they sent you a letter saying you hadn't paid them with the money that they were supposed to be paying you.
1: Yes. So I had a letter um last Saturday um saying that I owe Universal Credit forty pounds. Now the reason why I owe them forty quid was because Last month, because they cut me the eighty pounds, yes, I needed an advance payment. But the most, the most that I could get from my advance payment was forty quid. Okay, so half of what I needed. Um, so I've got, and then the, what they do is they back pay, They, you know, you pay them back each month. So they
0: take money out of the 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 money that you, that isn't <laughs> enough for you to live on. Yeah, they take it out.
1: Yeah. So which yeah. Um which I'll get on I'll come on to that in a minute because obviously there's this whole new thousand pounds um loan that you can get. Um so yeah, so that they've they've yeah, they uh so they wrote me a letter saying you haven't paid us back. I'm like, well, you haven't paid me. How can I pay you back when you haven't paid me what I owe you?
0: Yeah. It's just like... Oh. There lies infinity.
1: I just felt like they were just digging it. It felt like they were stabbing me in the... Not in the back, in the front.
0: Yeah, stabbing you in the chest. And yeah. then
1: literally twisting this sword as much as they can. Um just to make it even more painful. Like, honestly, it was like, okay, thank you for that. Um, and then, but the letter didn't say what, But because I'm on universal credit and PIP, the letter didn't say, you owe universal credit or you owe PIP. It didn't say that, You. it just said that you owe DWP, right. 40 pounds. So I was like-
0: So your guess as to where, what that is, well, it could be anything.
1: It could be anything. You had to go online to their website and type in a code to find out what you why you owe. What you owe. And I was like... Um, but what is even funnier about that situation was when I took the £40 out um, as a loan... Um, I agree that I pay eight pounds a month sure. until March next year. Okay. But because I missed the first payment, because they didn't pay me, I now owe them 40 pounds
0: straight away. Right. I can you Yeah. It
1: just This whole situation for me, Chris, has been a real emotional,
0: it's been a rollercoaster
1: of emotions. Yeah. Um,
0: so I mean, just to summarise, they mm. they sent you a letter saying you haven't paid us, but the reason you hadn't paid them because, was because they hadn't paid you, so you could pay them back. Um, mm. But they didn't tell you why you owed them forty pounds. You had to go and find that out somewhere else. Yeah. So and and then to rectify the the situation, they said you must attend a meeting, but the meeting wasn't available for. A whole week. Yeah. Um so you've had a, a week without uh without money. You've had a I mean if if you'd had a landlord who was a bit more um draconian, then things wouldn't have been that good. You're telling me that your your phone's been cut off.
1: So at this moment in time, um thank goodness for technology, I am using hotspot internet okay. to do this. All right. So I'm using my phone yeah, to, um, Wi-Fi to be able to, Speak to, to, uh, yeah. to talk to you, but,
0: basically. But basically your your broadband provider isn't <laughs> providing broadband because you haven't paid them. They? <laughs> Which is
1: understandable. Well,
0: oh, it isn't, it isn't. I mean, surely you'd like to think there was some kind of safety net that said uh, you haven't paid your bill... Um, can you get in touch?
1: Well, uh, because it's been fourteen days after the bill was meant to be paid. Right. They're saying,
0: that, yeah, yeah, yeah. fuck. So, you. yeah, yeah, basically. Um. So, right. You, you, you. So, you're hanging a lot of weight on this meeting on Monday.
1: Yes. Now, I then messaged on the journal saying, look, I'm coming I said, I'm really sorry that I missed that appointment. I was I was in hospital. I did message um all of that. And I said, I know I've got an appointment on Monday. Could you please guarantee that as soon as I we finish that meeting, I will get paid my universal credit. No. No reply. Nothing. As of yet.
0: Right.
1: I haven't checked yet. Um, It could have been late last night that they, uh, late yesterday afternoon that they messaged me back. I haven't checked yet. uh, Today. I doubt it. Um, I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, I'm not. I'm not, Chris.
0: That's poor. um, That is really poor. So, right. Where are we now? So... You got this meeting that may or may not uh, reimburse your money. Uh, yeah. so So, I mean, what are you doing for food? What are you doing for? I mean, what what other um, bills come out of your account? You know, what what about your heating? That sort of stuff. So yeah. One
1: moment.
0: um i'm struggling i bet i bet it sounds like a nightmare absolute nightmare
1: i i have to ask my friends if i can borrow money
0: right and the whole thing about you moving into your own place was all about independence. And, uh, you know, with a lifetime of disability or of a disabling society, you want to demonstrate that you can be independent. And here are these bastards whipping the rug from under you.
1: I phoned I you last night. After coming back from playing basketball. Yeah. And I, I said to you, I I couldn't pay for my session. And I had to ask a friend if I could buy money to get a taxi home. I've had to ask my support worker if he's okay to pay for my shopping and I pay him back when
0: I can't. Bloody hell. That's a hell of a position to be put into.
1: I hate... I
0: hate...
1: I hate myself for it. Why do you I hate? Why, ha-
0: why do you hate yourself?
1: Because I, I never want to be that person having to ask people for money. I never want to be owing people money.
0: I never want to be in debt. No, no, I understand that.
1: And the the bullet points that I've got. I call it the employment scam. Right. When you've got a disability, you can have all the skills, all the qualifications you can have. Like me. Yeah. I've got GCSEs, I've got I've got BTEC qualifications, A level equivalent. Yeah, yeah. I went to college, I went to mainstream school. You can have all the experience, skills, qualifications, you can be alive as anybody else. But that doesn't mean that you're gonna get a you you're gonna get a job. No. Because if that building is not accessible, you're not able to get that job. If that employer doesn't want to employ you because they think they deem this They think that you're going to be unreliable because of your disability. You can't get a job.
0: They have prejudices about what a a person with a disability might, might mean.
1: You're deemed to be unreliable.
0: A burden. A
1: burden, yeah. So your only option, because you can't find a job because society is not accessible because society is disabled yeah your only option is to go and get Universal credit PIP I'm I don't wake up Chris thinking I know what I want I want to be on Universal Credit I didn't wake up thinking I want to be on PIP. I don't think, I didn't wake up thinking this is is a dream come true. I would do anything, and I mean anything, if I can go and work in an office and come off universal credit.
0: This isn't, this is
1: no fun for me. No. And yet... Universal Credit seemed to want to punish you because you can't find a job. Not because you don't want to get a job because you can't find a job because of your disability. And yet they still want to punish you for that.
0: There's this real sort of us-and-them attitude, this belief that every person who claims benefit is a, a shirker.
1: And the thing is, and my last bullet point, all I've all I said my last bullet point is Starmer and Johnson.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh.
1: Two privileged white men, well educated, probably silver spoon fed. Both of them do not understand what it's like to live off universal credit. No, no. and yet, and yet they're the ones making the decisions. They are. They are and yet they think it's fair for them to cut 80 pounds a month and yet when you have and yet think it's unfair for mps to lose their second job well, second, because third, they
0: fourth they, jobs yeah third
1: fourth job you've got um you've got a tory mp saying how fair it is to cut universal credit. Two weeks later, the same MP goes live on TV saying how unfair it is that Owen Patterson has to lose his second job because how can he live off £80,000 a year?
0: That That poor man... My, my my my, thoughts and prayers are with him. It's, it's, I do. It's gobsmacking. It, 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 you know the, I mean it's it's beyond hypocrisy. It's it's the the lack of empathy. I don't understand. You know, for for other people, for you know the 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 poorest people in society. You know um the, the the wealthiest people have made profits over the the period of the pandemic of uh 160 billion pounds and and yet they're taking 20 pounds a week off the poorest people in society i i don't understand that well i do understand the mentality because they 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 have more affinity with the billionaires than they do with people who they they believe are, are different from them
1: and do you know who i blame the most go on i, I blame blair i blame i blame Tony blair for this go on and actually i i, I also blame um what's his name uh doctor uh Alistair campbell yes because they were the two people they were the, so back in nineteen ninety-seven and I've been watching this on uh Baby uh Blair, Blair and Brown. Have you have you seen the document? I haven't, no. It's it's an interesting um I would say well worth watch, but okay. it's uh it's a um interesting take on their opinions of their relationship. Um But Blair was very much looking at how can we get the media on our side? So they got into bed with The Sun.
0: You're right. I mean, no um, political party, certainly in, 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 in my memory, has ever got into power without having the support of The Sun newspaper.
1: And the reason why I blame them for this whole situation is because they got into bed with the Sun newspaper, with Murdoch. They have been keeping their readers on their side <clears throat> and what they want. They're trying to please a select few
0: but they've they've also created the story, haven't they? The 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 strivers versus shirkers kind of rhetoric. Yeah. So if you're on benefits you must be a shirker, you must be a lazy lazy good for nothing. Yeah. While <clears throat> well, the rest of us struggle going to work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um and yet yeah. Here we are. Um So I'm for, for the purposes of, of this particular podcast, um, I, I'd like to do a follow-up one regarding um, social care. Uh, I'd like to leave it pretty much there with the universal credit. Um, yeah, sure. I want people to have a clear idea of what a nightmare the whole system is. <clears throat> how punitive unnecessarily punitive it is how you've been forced into a situation of you know it, it's it's funny people talk about relative and absolute poverty uh and they say oh we don't have absolute poverty in this country what well, if you've got no money to my mind that's absolute poverty you if you if you have no money that's that's the bottom line and um, And we have a system that isn't nimble enough or interested enough to to react to that. So, yeah, I'll just finish with with that. So is is there anything you, you, you want to say to sort of round this up?
1: I want to put a challenge out. Yeah. If any MP is actually listening to this podcast... I want you to live off universal credit. Now for a day, not for a week, not for a month, for a year. I want you to see how you try, how you feel. You don't get, You don't get your normal MP salary. You just get universal credit and PIP right. money.
0: With the same arbitrary sanctions one year so if you have to go to hospital and you say or you have to change your bank account you get your benefits stopped yeah i can't see them rushing up to it but but i
1: i think i can't
0: but but i think it's 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 a well worth uh challenge to throw out there I, i i'd agree
1: you know um, Norman Lamb, don't
0: you? Yeah. Be
1: interesting to see.
0: So, <laughs> do you think he'd do it? I don't, I don't think he would, um, now, now that he's not a, an MP anymore. Um, but, you know, somebody like Therese Coffey, you know, she's the head of the Department of Work and Pensions, you know, put your money where your mouth is, You know, and, and I... see if she sings, things can only get better at the end of that. And I guarantee no sort of time in my life. I, I think she will things life. can only get better after after that.
1: Yeah. I I uh... I... I fell for the scam when when David Cameron first announced this universal credit of him. I believed him. I believed it was all good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because I, he's good at he's good at he is, making it is. sound. Um,
0: oh. and the, the system did look overly complex. Um, but you know, as a social worker I've worked in this area for about a thousand years and it's never been this complex. It couldn't be more complicated. There's no joined up thinking, nobody nobody knows what other people are doing. Nobody knows how it works. I mean, one thing they have succeeded in is 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 creating claimants who feel guilty about claiming, claimants yeah. who feel bad about themselves for claiming, yeah. And so, if you've got that, that's in, incredibly disempowering, you know. As well as yeah. having a disabling society, you know, having that on top of it is is yeah. I- incredibly difficult. I I. Th- I, I I'll throw that challenge down wherever I can. So, you know, if any MP could live on universal credit, not for a day, I think a week would be a challenge for them. I think a month would be more realistic. I'd love to see them try it for a year, but that ain't ever gonna happen. But a month surely is a realistic challenge.
1: Um, But I don't think they'll understand the challenge if it's just a month no they,
0: they they won't understand the the intricacies of it they won't uh understand the effect of uh cumulative poverty i think mm. they, they, they understand cumulative wealth but they don't understand cumulative poverty mm. so um yeah let's leave it there yeah. So I'm going to say thanks very much for yeah. speaking to me. I, I And I appreciate it. that. was incredibly hard for you in places. And I thank thanks for being so honest and open and frank about it, uh, about this. And hopefully on Monday, we'll have some good news and uh, I'll, I'll I'll keep my listener posted.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll let you know. As soon as I know.
0: That's brilliant. Thanks a lot, Simeon. Mm-hmm. Cheers, Cheers for now. Huge thanks to Simeon for sharing his story. He's gutted, he hates himself and he feels suicidal all because of things outside of his control. If any of you listening have contacts in BT, EON, and or SSE, please give them a prod to suggest that cutting off amenities in these circumstances don't exactly show them in a favourable light. Put his heating back on, reconnect him to the internet Give him the money he's entitled to. But more than anything, restore his hugely damaged faith in humankind. We can do a whole lot better than this. In the meantime, get in touch with your MP. Throw the Universal Credit Challenge their way. Walk a mile.